to another episode of When Push Comes to Shove. Today we are talking about empowerment and positive birth experiences. We are very fortunate to have Tiffany with us today. She's in the United States and she's got an incredible birth story. So thank you for joining us, Tiffany. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. You're welcome. So um, tell us a bit about your, your well, you had two, uh, your first birth was not exactly uh, empowering, was it? So tell us a little bit about that and then tell us about your awesome free birth. So our first birth is this guy, and I was going to plan on having a home birth with him, and we got all set up for it, and then we got into the birth, and I said, okay, maybe this is not for me. This is more intense than I want to handle, and so we went to the hospital, and that was a mistake. We had multiple interventions, and I ended up being stuck in bed with a spinal fluid leak for about six weeks. I was unable to get up even out of bed, and um, it was terrible. So the second time around, I said, okay, I need to know more about this and we're not doing that again. The, the whole problem for him was that he was faced the wrong direction and he had his chin up. So the second time I knew, okay, I need to make sure this baby that I'm pregnant with now is positioned properly. So I started, um, I found spinningbabies.com and started doing some spinning babies all the time. 20 weeks forward, I was making sure that that baby was optimally positioned and, and we, we had to go out of town. We had planned a trip to the coast early in the year and we'd already paid and we were going to the tabernacles and I said, okay, we're going, we're not staying home again. I'm, we're not, we're not repeating. So we went and of course labor started while we were there and I was able to labor on my own for a while. And I woke my husband up for about the last two hours of it. And um, we had the baby in the bathroom. I delivered her myself and he coughed for me and it was, it was the most incredible experience. I had packed everything that I needed. I just forgot something to cut the cord. So my mom got to do that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was great. And we came home with a two day old baby and recovery was so much better. It was, it's it was so empowering, isn't it? That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going back to the hospital again. Well, not, I, I, <laughs> not a medical procedure, is it? Unless you're unwell. So, right, this, this right. Is an incredible story. So, why do you think um, it's not just in America? I mean, it's going this way here too. Why do you think birth has become such a medical procedure when it's a physiological process? Well, I don't think people treat it as a physiological process anymore. And here, at least, we're taught that it's normal. You go to the doctor for your checkups and you go to the doctor for anything. I mean, people here, you get a cold, you go to the doctor, you get medicine. No, I don't want medicine for a cold, yeah. but I also don't want the doctor telling me when I'm healthy. And I, I, think, I think a lot of people have really just gotten away from listening to their own bodies and knowing what's happening with them. And they're used to just going to a doctor and getting the medical professional opinion, not realizing that it's not necessary all the time. Yeah. You can do this by yourself if you want to. And it doesn't matter if they say you can't or not. If there's really not, you know, if there's an emergency, then sure, go get the medical attention. But wow, that's, you can that's do it if you want. It, yeah, um, of course. But I think the mainstream narrative is that birth is inherently dangerous and it's a medical right. emergency. Um, 
but I'm, I'm, you mentioned to me you were homeschooled, so you don't you don't really have that indoctrination of um, the norm, right? Right. Yeah. So I was homeschooled from second grade uh, through high school, yeah. and I guess it, it's not normal for me to want to work an eight to five job mm. with six weeks of maternity leave here, and so I don't. Mm. But, That's wonderful. Right. People don't understand that it's optional. No, I, I don't think people realize that they are actually allowed to ask questions. And in fact, that things are- refuse. Happening. Yeah, you can decline. Um, you can yeah. decline vaginal examinations. You can decline induction. But I hear these words so much. I'm not allowed. I wasn't allowed. You're not a child. You can do right. it. They can't what? make you. Yeah. But Legally, then, they I can't. Think the main <laughs> issue is um, a lot of people will say, well, why are the doctors telling me to do this? Why are the midwives saying this if, if it's not necessary? So I think they see people like myself in the birth world as kind of renegade and unnecessarily contrary. But I, I'm trying to get the point across that you are allowed to ask for evidence-based information to back up um, what their advice is. So I think people really need to realize it is a system. And as an amazing midwife over here, Joy Horner, she quotes, people are with system, not with woman. And that is so important to know. There's a lot of litigation involved. Um, there's a lot of check boxes that they have to go mm -hmm. through. And it's not woman centered. You know, they need to look up from their piece of paper sometimes and go, okay, let's look at you and what you want. Right. Those I mean, ladies are able to give birth and then they get up and walk away from it and they carry on with their days. It's a physiological process. I mean, no one sits there mm -hmm. and goes, oh, I need to cough. How do I do that? Right. Yeah. No, or, it just happens. Or let's make the baby. How do we do that? Do you? When I delivered at the hospital here, there were about 15 resident doctors who came in to watch the actual delivery. Oh. And of course, I mean, by that time I'd been there so long, I didn't even care. Whatever, just get this kid out of me. But yeah, for the second time, no. I don't need an audience for this. This is a private thing. It is, it's a very private moment. I say to some of my clients that uh, if they're like, oh, who should I have at my birth? I'm like, well, ask yourself the question, who would you be comfortable watching you going for a poo? And there's your right. answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is a very personal thing. So have you had a lot of negative um, feedback from people who think you're, I don't know, maybe a hippie or crazy yeah <laughs> yeah they look at you and they go oh and then oh. they just stop talking or they start asking questions to try and get you to understand that what you did is dangerous no okay so they're not <laughs> asking questions to understand they're asking questions to get you to go to their side of the uh right right, mm. right. oh sorry no i've i've done this yeah i know what i'm talking about when you've done it then you can tell me yeah no, well, yeah. <laughs> free birth is better. There's a lot of people that home birth or free birth and they are seen as lucky. Oh, that was a close one. You know, you're lucky to get a, a healthy baby out of that. Like, ah. it's unlikely. <laughs> so did you have a midwife at all during your pregnancy? Or did you have- Yes, I had the midwife for, for uh, prenatal care for both babies. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, know that you can get a uh, registration for the baby if you don't have medical here i don't know the answer to that uh you can register the baby yourself in the uk 
if you have a free birth, but I'm not sure about in the USS. Well, next recommend. time we get pregnant, I'm going to call them and ask. Yeah. Because I can do everything except for the glucose test myself here. And if I have any questions, I can always go and ask. My midwife is very accommodating. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's totally down to the individual, isn't it? I mean, no one yes. should tell you how to give birth. No one should tell you what you should be doing. But unfortunately, this comes with a uh, an array of problems with the people that are taking birth into their own hands. Um, I, over here, people are getting referred to social services because they're declining intervention or there's, you know, seem to be an unfit parent. It's just ludicrous. Declining intervention is, is just... How can you prove that that's a yeah, they have to prove choice? But I keep saying to my clients, you're not on trial. It's up to them to prove your body won't work, not for you to prove that it will. That's right. Yeah. That's <laughs> so right. You've watched um, Sarah Schmidt's channel, haven't you? Oh, yes. Yeah, she's one. I love Sarah Schmidt. Yeah, she was inspiring and to me, and, I, and I'm so lucky to get an interview with her. That was wonderful. Um, yes he's one absolutely incredible she she says it in a way which is i think easy for the majority to hear so it's not just you know renegade opinions and stuff she's very matter of fact about things and talks about things in a physiological way and explains how her body works so i think that's she's got good medical up. background too yeah for sure yeah yeah so it's good for other people to hear so when you got all the negative feedback during pregnancy, et cetera, how did you handle that? How did you handle naysayers? I tend to be a fighter by nature. So I pretty much tell them to be quiet if they can't say something nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, well very strong because a lot of people would be scaremongered into submission. Okay. Sure. So you're very strong. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people may be, um, but if they go look at Ina Mae Gaskin's birth, um, childbirth book, mm -hmm. what they can find is that the farm is still open here in Tennessee, and you can go and birth there if you so choose. Mm -hmm. They've got a house that you can use, and you can stay for a week or two weeks if you want, and the birth rates there are far and away better than they are at any of the hospitals. They've got a 2% cesarean section rate, haven't they? 2%, I think. Yeah, so I think yeah, it's very state. It's very low at the farm. Yeah, I think your C-section rate in the states is definitely over forty percent now. Don't quote me on that. But right. It's pretty yes. high. It's getting. We uh, have we have a lot of optional cesareans, mm. and and then of course you know after you've had one, they counsel you that you you can't have another baby, naturally after you've had a C-section. Don't touch, because you might tear from the previous scar. Yes. Yeah, they, right. try, they try and do that here too. Um, a lot of people are wise up to that uh, and say, well... That's just a way to get some free money for the doctor. <laughs> I think the key is education. Why aren't we being educated on prevention of all these horrible things rather than remedy everything? Um, I mean, when push comes to shove in the UK, we are actually now taking education to schools so we are starting next month we're, go we're going into schools to do um you know like sex, sex education but we're bringing in birth so oh, by the time this generation grow up and get pregnant they're not going to be horrified by their own body and scared of their own body so they can go oh so i understand how this works it's fine 
and hope yes. that will start to bring down the intervention rate the unnecessary intervention rate you know if we can get the movies under control after that we'll be in business you know That's people don't ever think about problem. yeah 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 people don't ever think about um you know when was the last time you heard of a cow or a lamb or a dog going to the vet because she had a third degree cut a third degree tear when yeah. she was birthing it doesn't happen it doesn't happen <laughs> No, it doesn't. I, do you know what? When I was in labour with my last baby, I was just there. Just I had a birth ball here, and that's what I was thinking. I was thinking of my dog. I was thinking, well, she wouldn't, she wouldn't have a problem. She just gets on with it. And then I just yeah. went into the present moment. I wasn't in my head, in my neocortex, thinking, oh my god, what if this happens? What if that happens? I just, I, I just was. I was right. a human being, literally, in every sense. And it was so easy. And it was pleasurable. Yes. So pleasurable. I enjoyed every second. I mean, there's a part in, you know, the transition period where I was like, oh, my oh. God. <laughs> yeah. But then, then that just went very quickly. And then the involuntary pushing happened. And it felt wonderful. But I didn't get the ring of fire I had with my first. I didn't have the kill me, put a pillow over my face. It was just <laughs> like, oh, yes, this feels amazing. It just felt great. How did and you that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 That's how, how it's made to be. Would you, would you describe your last birth as excruciatingly painful? And No. So the first time we got that four hours in level was the same as transition with the second one. Yeah. When I got to, and I didn't realize that I was in transition. I just labored on the bed and was on one side and then the other side when I could feel the baby move out of where I wanted her to be. And uh, then when I got up to go, I felt like I needed to urinate. And then the first involuntary push occurred and I thought, oh no, we can't be in transition yet. Well, we were already done. It was done. I went right through it, didn't even notice. And, but, but I did notice that there were three intensity changes level, just the, you know, in the beginning you can just, oh, I'll time it and see if this is really happening now or not. And then after I got tired of timing, I stopped timing and just started sleeping between contractions and kind of relaxing through them. And, but at the end it was like, oh, that was a real ramp up. Yeah, yeah. That one's much stronger. Yeah. And then once I moved to the restroom, I never moved again. <laughs> it's wonderful, isn't it? It's so, this is what yes. we need, more empowering stories, more positive stories, because everyone you speak to, like, oh, God, mine was awful. I tore from, you know, hole to hole. Right. So we yeah. need more people like you to shout from the rooftops. But a lot of people that I've spoken to about their positive birth experiences here, they actually have this stigma attached to it where they don't feel they should say because they don't want to make people feel bad. That they, oh, oh. I had an amazing birth, but I don't want to make other people feel bad. I'm like, shout it from the rooftop. Right. You're empowering people. So right. I, do you, I can I, go I, to the hospital and still have that amazing birth experience yeah. without any of the interventions in a place if that's where you feel like you're the most comfortable. For sure. For sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the likelihood of intervention the second you walk through there goes, but if you've right. got a very good team around you and people that know what you want and they're going to be an advocate, like say there's doula there or something, you know, you can still do that. You can have that birth, but just make yes. your voice heard. So have you 
inspired anyone else to do what you've done? Have you have you had a chat with any of your friends and they've gone, oh, that sounds good, or I want to try that? I've got one girlfriend that is really good about uh, being open about the details because a lot of people hear, oh, that's inappropriate. We don't talk about vaginas or placentas or any of that kind of thing. And but but she's very good about it. And so she's had two births at the hospital and both time big tears. And the, the second time she didn't really have any pain at all. And then went to the hospital and got the epidural. And literally two minutes later, the baby was shot out. And so she tore again because the baby came out too fast. But in conversation with her was one of those, you know, it, it, if you want to go to the hospital, sure, but try it without the epidural next time. Because with my first birth, I couldn't really feel or control very much of any, of course, and then, you know, you're at the hospital. So you're birthing on your back, laying down with your knees above your, you know, your knees are in your armpits. So your baby's got to be pushed out uphill. And when you put your knees that far up on your body, it closes the pelvic opening anyway. So you're trying to push this child through a smaller space than you were given to get it out in the first place. And it's just not, it's not optimal for anyone except the doctor. And so the second time I'm seated on the toilet and it just, everything worked naturally and it was great. And for her, for my friend, you know, if you don't have to have that, I was in the middle of, of uh, crowning and had a, a nice big contraction and she was starting to come down and I could feel the skin had stretched enough. It wasn't able to go anymore. And I, I stopped a contraction in the middle. I, where do you hear that? I haven't heard anyone here ever do that. You may know about that over there, but people here are like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, I could feel that I was going to tear and stop that. So I talked with her and she says, oh yeah, maybe I don't need the epidural next time. Sure. And I mean, her birth was less than an hour of her being awake for the labor. So they almost didn't even make it to the hospital, <laughs> which is fine too. She would have been able to get the baby out on her own. She did, but. We have been doing this for millennia. We uh, right. <laughs> we know how to, babies know how to be born and we do inherently know how to get them out. Yes. You know, it's uh, like yes. a physiological process. We don't stop to think, oh, I need to cough. How do I do that? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's um, it's a beautiful experience if you just allow it. And we need to get away from this trauma. Trauma has become normal. Yes. And um, people don't realize that it's trauma. Yeah. They just yeah. expect yeah. birth to be awful because that's all they ever hear about. Yep. Yep. They expect it to be the norm. Um, that, you know, full of fear. And I think by the time women are pregnant now, it's actually a bit too late to explain right. this or because you're, you're indoctrinated with years and years and years. Like you mentioned earlier, that's a key thing. Hollywood, you know, the, the films, the, the series. Oh man. The women comes in screaming, absolutely yeah. screaming. Or the water breaks. Oh, 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 I'm in labor. I'm like. That's not how water <laughs> breaks. <laughs> Yeah, there is no giant living room full of water from that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it might be a little bit, but it's not. It's not I like that. Mine gushed, but it wasn't like Hollywood. Not a bucket. Right, it was trickling, trickling, trickling. Right, um, and the the things they consider an emergency, like um, 
Oh my God, the baby's breech. We've got to do a cesarean section. Why? Oh, just turn it over. <laughs> well, the baby, you can have a perfectly fine breech birth. Um, you, you can, if you want to. Yeah, that's you're willing to do it. To do. But over here, it's standard practice, breech, C-section. My baby's breech and they try to tell me to have a hospital birth and that they said, oh, you need a C-section. I want to do not need a C-section. It's a variation of normal. Can you please find me a midwife who can accommodate a vaginal breech birth? We don't have any. I'm like, right, fine. Can you get an independent one? one? That's experience. <laughs> yes. So, yes. No. Then they said, oh, fine. You can come and you can have your vaginal birth at hospital. I went, no, I'm having her at home. <laughs> that's the thing right there you've got to continue to tell them just like they're toddlers yeah <laughs> yeah well they keep mansplaining to me so I thought I have to do the same but in, anyway I, I disengaged from them and I thought I don't I, I can't it's not conducive to the birth I want so thanks but no thanks right so. right and that's the deal too you don't have to yeah just because they are suggesting it mm -hmm. Yeah. doesn't mean it's the best option and it, and most of the time it's not even in your best interests or the babies did you ever watch the business of being born yes great isn't it i did yeah yeah the the new york rate of cesarean section that was on that just floored me so whoa there's that many people just choosing the date to have their baby because it's convenient oh my okay yeah not for I, me i spoke to ricky lake uh before Christmas, so hopefully she will be coming on uh, for an interview. Fingers crossed. That would be lovely, fun. Be lovely to speak to Ricky. Um, yeah, she's she's done a lot of good work over there, and I hope more people can see that film. I hope more people. And there's a great film called Orgasmic Birth as well. Have you seen that? Oh yes, yes. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That that should definitely be. I mean, if we're going to teach kids about sex ed, we should definitely teach them about that as well yeah i mean my daughter is, is 12 uh, she's nearly 13 and if you ask her what birth is she just says just give birth at home it's what it's normal to her you know she doesn't right. she's not indoctrinated with fear um she saw that my my baby came up perfectly well at home with no complications and no screaming and <laughs> so you know hopefully children will when our education program gets rolling, they will grow to think, okay, this is normal. Yeah. So, yeah, and we start filming um, in the end of spring, early summer. So we're doing a film, a lot like the business of being born, but for the UK and when push comes to shove, that's that's what the film's gonna be called. So we're gonna be interviewing celebrities and doctors and midwives, because we want this film to go mainstream. Because not a lot of people have heard of the business of being born unless you're in that world. Um, so we're we're wanting to get it on a, a very popular platform, a media platform, you know, so people can go, wow, that's a thing. And, uh, you know, right. want to do their own their own research to see what's right, right for them. But yeah. Anyway, Tiffany, we're going to have to call it a day. But thank you so much for joining me. Um, you're welcome. Uh, this this podcast will be on um, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, it's also going to be on YouTube. So please share it. Please share the channel. And uh, it'll be nice to have you on again at a later date. So thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me.